Welcome to Human with Resources, the human side of innovation. I'm your host, Doug Sandler. If you're looking to foster, manage, measure, and celebrate innovation, you've come to the right place. Let's get started right now. Just as a reminder, we at Unusual are building a professional community of innovative leaders. We are serving organizations to go from conventional to exceptional, coaching people to innovate in the market because innovation is difficult and we want people to have a creative and engaging job. Training people to stop reacting and start creating. Change their mindset from victim to responsible. Also, Unusual is helping build a corporate innovation school to help people and organizations become extraordinary. For more information about Unusual, check out unusual.net as a professional community of innovative leaders and unusual.com for the rest of our corporate services. And now on to our special guest today. Ellen Kane is an innovative consultant. She's a trainer, a facilitator, coach, and speaker with 20 years of experience helping companies navigate innovation challenges. She guides Fortune 500 small businesses and nonprofits to better understand innovation and innovation process. Create innovative new products and services, build effective teams, and support a user-centered culture. Welcome to the Human with Resources podcast. Thank you, Doug. I'm so happy to be here today. I'm happy to have you here talking about one of our favorite subjects, of course, innovation. And, and let me start here. How, how do you or how could you foster innovation within an organization from your perspective? So that's a really good question. And I will go back a little bit in history. There is a great framework that was put out together by Amel Rhodes in 1961. And it's still really applicable today. And it looked at um, innovation and creativity from four different aspects. The people the process, what he called the press, which is the environment, and the product, which is the outcome. And I think this is still very valuable. So it's important to have people and for leaders to support your people and to create a climate where people can thrive and um, come up with new ideas and fail if that needs to be. It's important to have a process. So there's a common language. There's a way when we put a group together with uh, being charted of being innovative, how do they do that and have a process and a common language? Uh, it's important to have, um, of course, the general environment and the culture of the organization uh, helping and supporting that. And then obviously it's uh, important to come up with some uh, innovative outcome, whether it's new product, new services, new experience for the customers or for the employees internally focused or uh, it's new process. You know, there's also innovation in process. Do you have any specific methodology that you use to encourage people to create new and innovative ideas? So I do a combination of two main uh, processes. The first one is creative problem solving, which is, um, I went back to school um, 10 years ago, got a master in creativity and change leadership. And uh, that's the main process that is uh, the fundamental of um, the creative process that is being taught. And then I've also been influenced with the design thinking and what's uh, happening at the D school. And so what I do uh, when I work with clients and company, I use a mix of both processes. Um, the key things is you want to really understand the problem. You want to come up with a lot of ideas and you want to develop, um, you know, solutions. And then from the design thinking perspective, you want to be sure that you are user-centered. You really understand not only you and customers, but all the people that will be affected by the change that your organization is creating. Uh, you want to be sure that uh, you are a mentality of learn, fail, 
quickly and learn from the failure and test a lot of things. So that prototyping uh, attitude that is really important. Um, and uh, also to acknowledge that uh, this is iterative. Things are not linear in innovation. You try something, it doesn't work. You go back, you change things, et cetera, et cetera. So those are really important and part of what I use in my work and I teach people to use internally. In your experience as a coach, what's the biggest challenge for an innovative leader to inspire his or her team to innovate? Two elements. One, uh, as a leader, you have to provide direction and guidance because you're more successful when you have actually constraints. Designers love constraints. So designing with constraints is clear. So what are you, uh, what do you charter your team with? Is it, do you give them something with a limited budget, a limited time, a specific outcome that you want for the organization? And on the other hand, while you want to be clear there, you also want to give the freedom to try new things, to experiment, to have time to come and instead of coming with I have the deck, it's 40 page and I have every single numbers. No, they should come with ideas and went by you and you would support them. And also you would uh, kind of block obstacle in an organization, partially big organization have systems and teams that are working on an innovative project at project, they need to be sometimes protected from the big system, the big machine that would kill the innovation too early. Mm-hmm. So as a leader, it's important to, to have that role as a champion for, for your team. So Ellen, what, what are the main barriers that you see against innovation uh, within an organization? And, and how can people either learn to deal with them or learn to work with them or learn to uh, work past them? The biggest one is, is this, this culture. Sometimes I have clients and they say, yeah, well, let's train the people to be more innovative. And I'm like, I can train. But if the first time they come to you is a new idea and you say, It's never going to happen. Or if you fail, you're going to be demoted. You're going to kill innovation. So uh, that's the big one is have a culture that is supportive. Um, Some organization also is having time. So some organization like Google, they have a 20% free time when people can work on their own project. Uh, If somebody is in charge of a specific project that has to be innovative, but it's on top of their regular job, that is not going to work. So you have also to have that time to think, time to experiment, time to do things differently. And then how you are evaluated is really important. Like you have to align uh, the incentive. So if, you know, you evaluated on, well, this product needs to be successful in year one. And if you're not you know, you're going to be demoted, people are going to be really scared or they won't take any risk. So attitude toward risk for innovation is important. You have to measure people and all come in a different way that you would do as any regular business. Is there a specific amount of time that a team should dedicate to innovation? It really, what, what problem is a team chartered with? So some team, some organization and some team might be just, this is the innovation team and they're in charge of doing businesses, going, exploring a new area where we're not, uh, maybe an adjacent area to where we're in business, but we're not doing it today. And they probably will spend 100% of the time. There might be people that be more like you have, you're working on a core product or brand, but you need to add some innovation to it. And that will be you know, part of the time that's going to be one of the, if they have five, 
SKU, for example, basic product that might have five SKU. Well, there is one more thing, like M&Ms are starting to do M&M coconuts. There might not be, you know, whole team dedicated to it, or there might be, I, I don't know. But so really the type of innovation is really important. There is like the incremental innovation and there is the uh, innovation that gets you to a totally different area uh, that you're not, and then you will need more time and you might need more resources as well. So we are talking to Ellen Kane, and uh, we're going to take a brief pause for, from our interview and check out the unusual.com blog spotlight of the week back right after this. Innovative leadership arises when leaders agree. Sometimes, in order to avoid the discomfort of conflict, we don't take into account that it is necessary to actively participate in the dialogue when the goal is for the common good. In order to move forward in this search for consensus through dialogue, different tactics can be used. 1. Actively participate. All members must feel that they are a part of the conversation. 2. Promote debate. Presenting a series of different ideas to discuss and evaluate encourages people to participate and to dialogue. 3. Direct the conversation in a logical, sensible way. 4. Be transparent when it comes to expressing ideas and points of view. 5. Have the possibility to vote on the different opinions expressed. 6. Be assertive when it comes to expressing your opinion on others' ideas. In other words, companies and teams of leaders must build a tolerant culture that celebrates and respects differences. So for more information about the details about today's unusual.com blog spotlight, check the link in the show notes. And now back to our interview with Ellen Kane. So Ellen, do you see uh, some leadership challenges when it comes to innovation? What would you see as the biggest innovation leadership challenge today? Um, I think, you know, every organization, uh, most of organizations acknowledge that they have to be innovative. Uh, and they acknowledge that, for example, creativity is very important. And yet, uh, a lot of people have no training in creativity. They have no training in innovation. And so, uh, you, it's hard to tell somebody else. Certainly, you have to be innovative. You and your team have to be innovative. So, I think that's a, that's a big challenge. Um, the other challenge is uh, how is innovation considered uh, among the leadership team? Is it part of your strategic goals? Are you uh, including innovation as a key element of you to your plan or five-year plan with kind of a, a side thought? So uh, um, because innovation is about change, and if it's not, the whole organization doesn't embrace it, that makes it very challenging. And I've been to a lot of conferences, and that's one of the bigger challenges. We are a big organization. How do we uh, create and allow creativity? And different organizations do different things. Some of them will have a team that are going to be chartered to do innovation, and they have no contact with the rest of the organization. They're kind of isolated on purpose. Uh, some other organizations say, well, you know, it's really everybody's uh, world to think about in the even in the everyday job about being more innovative some other organizations just say you know what we can't even do it internally so we're going to use open source we're going to partner with startup we're going to partner with university um, so it really depends uh, on what and sometimes you have to try different things and see what may or may not work and finally some organizations just buy other company because they acknowledge they're not able to do it internally Absolutely. So how would you, uh, how would you measure innovation? 
Oh, well, that's also a big topic at conferences. What are the KPI or uh, uh, key um, measurements? Um, and um, it really depends, once again, about what's your goal. I mean, ultimately, you want to make more money. So like a CEO, long-term, they want to make more money. But uh, short-term, uh, like if you take a lot of the startup, uh, they won't make money in the first few years, but they look at you know, having a lot of users, uh, having satisfied customers. Um, so you might look at it that way. Uh, you might look at it for um, <clears throat> uh, how many ideas do you have in the organization? So some organizations that are more research-based, they might look at how many patents can they come up with or how many new ideas do we have if historically it's been a challenge because there is no new ideas coming out. So we say, well, we want to really stretch ourselves and have more new ideas. So it really depends about why do we do organization? Why do we do innovation in organization in the first place? And then, you know, what makes sense for us to measure? I think what's really important and when I work with clients, I always emphasize it is have some criteria up front, whatever it is, because if you're not, then six months in, in some innovation work, how are we going to judge where we're going and are we going in the right direction? So I think it's really important for each organization, each type of project to be clear about criteria up front and then measure against it. And sometimes we might fail and we can decide, you know what, it's still great, we just need to tweak it. Or, you know what, this is not going anywhere and let's put our resources and time and energy to some other ideas that have more potential. So Ellen, if, if an organization reaches their innovation goals, uh, how would you uh, encourage them to celebrate innovation? Uh, well, I think it's really important to celebrate success as well as failure, actually, because in innovation, you might fail, but the failure might be also the best thing that happened because you fail early, you didn't spend too much time and money, and you learn something. So actually, you didn't really fail, you learn, and the next time you, you can be uh, successful. So I would encourage to uh, celebrate both success and failure, uh, acknowledge the people, and also acknowledge the team. Innovation is really a team sport. So uh, it's important to acknowledge the whole team, not saying this is that person idea because it never is. It's really a team, a teamwork behind it. So celebrate the team, uh, create uh, success stories, communicate in the organization because if people see that innovation is valued, then they're more likely to take an initiative. They're more likely to, they might be working on a side project and they haven't talked about it with anybody. And they might say, well, maybe there's a hope that this will come up from the next innovation batch. And I'm going to talk to my boss or to my peers or something. So really encourage, celebrate the success and the failure, talk about it, make it a topic of uh, interest for the organization. And Ellen, as, as a coach that probably works with many large organizations and small organizations too, uh, what do you see, what kind of leadership style is needed to foster innovation? Um, I think there's different leadership, but one, the most important is really uh, giving uh, people a chance, trusting the people that are working on innovation, give them a chance to come up with idea that seems really weird at first or will never do. The typical thing that happened in a meeting is somebody come with an idea and you say, it's never going to work, too much time, too much money, we tried it before. So let's try to change that. Let's try to really uh, say, what if? Can it be possible? 
can we just list it there and consider it for a little while? What would it take to take it to the next step? And maybe this next step is uh, investing $5,000 in a month of time and talk about it with 10 people. It might not be big, but give those, those seeds, those potential thing, a chance to grow and see if there is potential there. I think that's really important. Um, because okay. there is ideas. Every organization has a lot of ideas there. The problem is what happened next from the ideas to get it killed too early or having a chance to, to grow and develop and, and flourish. And in your opinion, Ellen, as we uh, wrap up the interview, what is the future of innovation? Is the attitude innovate or fade away or is it something different? I think that, you know, innovation is there for good uh, with a pace of change and all the technology that coming up that fundamentally going to change our jobs and a way of seeing business, like talk about AI, talk about nanotech, uh, you know, quantum computing, all this. Innovation is there to stay. And the more we can embrace it, the more we can uh, realize that's a new normal. Uh, I think the better we all be. So is your team ready for innovation coaching? That would be the question that you would need to ask yourself or your organization if you wanted to get in touch or work with Elaine's company, Strategic Insights. Uh, the, the company website is strategicinsights.biz uh, forward slash about, and you can take the quiz right there. We'll make sure we put a link in the show notes. Ellen, thank you so much for your participation and for your inspiration and for your message today on Human with Resources. And Docs, thank you so much for having me. That was a pleasure. We also invite you to click the links in the show notes as we have a Spanish version of this podcast as well. Check out unusual.net as a professional community of innovative leaders and unusual.com for the rest of our corporate services. Until next time. My name is Doug Sandler. Thanks for listening to Human with Resources, the human side of innovation. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment and rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, check out our website and important links from today's show in the show notes. Thanks for listening. See you right here next time on Human with Resources. Human with Resources.